Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron Evernam and Steve Post back in studio. It's been a couple weeks. It has. It's crazy. It's been busy. We're all over the place. Well, everyone's all over the place. Yeah, and there are no complaints. There's no complaints. No, busy is good. Crowds at racetracks are good. Race cars. Oh, it's all Scooters really, really good. at malls. Scooters at malls. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's a mess right there. Go on. So what social- happens when you aren't there for a weekend? Well, no, I mean, I, I take the weekend and I head over to Pocono for the NASCAR stuff. And the next thing I know, uh, Twitter is blowing up with you, you and Ashley riding scooters through the mall or <laughs> animals through the mall or something. I don't animal know what scooters, they were. What yeah. were they? I'm not really sure. Animal scooters. I think they have them over here at Concord Mills, too. But they look so fun. We saw these kids buzz by, and I'm like, we've, we've got to do that. Yeah. And um, it was it was entertaining, to what say the least. Ashley told me is that she's a better driver than you, so I don't know how I mean, that. I, I've um, got video to prove a pretty solid win. I'm just uh, saying. Well, no, she had indicated that you had uh, potentially tipped somebody off to get a faster water buffalo or whatever. Uh, red dragon. Red dragon. Oh, faster red <laughs> dragon. Yeah. So you're on the red dragon. Well, there we go. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fiery redhead. There we go. Or maybe so, it was the driving skills. Maybe it was the driving skills. Oh, boy. Controversy. <laughs> Did she tell you that mine shut off at one point? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Well, I, I I spun her out pretty big time, and it shut off. And I'm like, oh, so I had to use my legs and scoot all the way back to the place. <laughs> and the oh, woman gosh. says, well, did you hit something, or did you just turn sharp? And I said, uh, I think I, think I just turned sharp. She turned it back on. Really? That's like an automatic shut automatic off. Automatic shut off, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I just turned. Speculation over the last two years. <laughs> over the last two years, I have been roasted by a co-host um, about um, a uh, mule ride at uh, <laughs> Knoxville where we may or may not, I may or may not have uh, risked the life of Formula One racer Mark Weber by getting a little out of control with that thing, driving that thing. This one here had the Hans device on. But my understanding from the folks up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, in the mall, (laughs) that there was a family put in peril by somebody riding a red dragon. They were not really in danger. No, it was Mark Weber. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I was turned completely around talking to Ashley when she might have notified me I was veering off to a small child and her mom. But they were all right. He survived. We survived. Mark Weber survived. The family survived with you on the Red Dragon. And everyone survived. Um, Cusitz and Jackson, the showdown. I am telling you, 
What a phenomenal five races of really? World of Outlaw Sprint Car Races. Just phenomenal. Really was. Um, and I thought, you know, have gone to Jackson Nationals for how many years yeah. now? It was by far the biggest crowd that they've had. It was great to see. I mean, we've all been dying to be around fans and, and have these live experiences again. But it was awesome to see the enthusiasm behind both of those events. A lot of energy. There is a lot of energy yeah. in motorsports as a whole. Yeah. Uh, we're coming off on the NASCAR side, Nashville and Pocono. I've never seen anything like the energy at both yeah. of those places. So there's a lot of energy. And then the sprint car world, we're in, uh, you just call it the month of money. I think it's the summer of money now. Yeah. And uh, so lots and lots of really neat things happening. And uh, great stuff. Let's uh, get right into the Hefner Racing products, hot topics. The Agco Jackson Nationals. How about the madman, Kerry Madsen, found new life, 50-year-old race car driver on top of his game? I mean, he was very impressive at Jackson. That first night, 14th to 1st. Yeah, 14th to 1st, yeah. too, yeah. I mean, and There wasn't a lot of passing, and no, he was he was doing, doing it. it. He yes. was doing it. Um, so he picks up both the prelim nights, and then Logan Schuhart again picks up the win of the Jackson Nationals. This is the second consecutive Jackson Nationals. Um, yeah. Great battle with him and David Gravel, and uh, neat stuff. But, uh, boy, I'm telling you what, it was a big weekend up at Jackson, uh, following a big weekend up at Houston, for sure. Um, one of the major storylines we've had this year is Dominic Selzy. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, they just don't get better. We had Dominic on the stage show at Houston and talked to Gary a little bit. I mean, they just <laughs> they don't get better people or funnier people. A combination of both. Crazier. It's crazier, yeah. So Dominic is uh, not going racing. Uh, he's going to race a lot. He always said he was going to race a lot, but around California. Um, that plan has somewhat flown out the window while still running the family business, moving into a new home and on Baby Watch right now, yeah. as a matter of fact. But he was at Houston's for two days. Then he flew over to Skagit, and uh, the, the Dirt Cup is just phenomenal. That's such a great yeah. race. Blake Hahn won the prelim night one. Uh, prelim two was Dominic Selzy, and then Dominic Selzy won the big one on Saturday night. How about that? Adding his name to, like, the Dirt Cup winners oh, yeah. list is impressive. It really is. It's just amazing. I mean, Jimmy Sills is the all-time winner up there with six times. What I like about uh, – what I, what I think is neat about it is and, – and there was always a California-Washington rivalry. Mm-hmm. And – with the state of sprint car racing in both areas, that rivalry had kind of quieted down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I have a hunch there's a lot of people going to be going up and down the five here going forward. Yeah, from, I would agree. From Washington to, to California and back and forth. Yeah. Uh, it seems like there's seems like both areas have some really good racers that are that are capable and willing of traveling and for Selzy to go up from California and, and, and win that. Yeah, the cool. West Coast in general is strong. West Coast is good. Yeah, it's neat stuff. So really cool. Uh, wish I could have been out there. Man, the Dirt Cup, that was, I did that a couple of years ago. It showed up on all my Facebook timelines a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, and it was like, oh, man, I wish I was at Skagit. Um, Pennsylvania Speed Week is ongoing. Uh, started right off with the Davy Brown Tribute Race. Well, who else is going to win it except for Lance <laughs> Deweese? Then we had the Brent Marks portion of Pennsylvania Speed Week, Saturday night at Lincoln and Sunday at Babs, and then last night was Justin Peck going to win. Everything was all, uh, Marks was just running away with this thing, and then he had a flat tire, ended up like 16th, yeah. I think, last night. Um, so now we've got a battle. Um, we're going to Grandview tonight. Danny Dietrich's really good at mm-hmm. Grandview. Uh, Brent Marks, the, the, the thing of it is, to me, I, what I really think is neat about Pennsylvania Speed Week, you have the Grove, but then you go Lincoln, mm-hmm. Baps, Lincoln, Grandview. You got yeah, the short you tracks. You get a good variety. Mix. Yep. Then Port Royal, Hagerstown, Williams Grove, Port Royal, Sealands Grove. How's your half mile program, boys? <laughs> yeah, you got to have it all. You got to have it all, and uh, we're going to find out. Um, and that's where I think I, I think 
I think tonight's going to be critical for Danny. He needs to do really well there because we've got to make an assumption that Brent's probably going to roll around Port pretty good. Yep. Uh, and that's two races left there. Now, Danny gets around Port good, too. Yeah. You know, so stay tuned. We'll see what happens. It is neat stuff. And then I think Rico's up there in the points, Justin Pack. I mean, it's like uh, Brent lost with that flat tire and 16th place finish. I think he lost like 49 points. So it's easy to lose yeah. one bad night and you can put yourself out and someone else can put themselves back in. So Pennsylvania Speed Week presented by Red Robin Burgers and Brews. Oh, yeah, got to love it. Other winners, now um, Hunter Schoenberg and uh, Cole Duncan had a little dust up on the last lap at Atomic, and Corey Crabtree picked up the win. DJ Foos got the win at Fremont. Bill Baylog won at IRA. Brandon Mattis won at Trey County. And how about this? Sharon Speedway, Dale Blaney. That, that was cool? that was so neat to see him victory see, the see him racing again. To see him racing again. Yeah. I didn't even know he was going to race. I didn't again. either. And there he goes. And, and I he saw. Wins. I was like, wait. Yeah, I'm like, what, what in the wide world of sports is going on here? Uh, Rich Farmer's car. Uh, so what we're going to do here today on the program, we're going to talk to Dale, and uh, after we get done with this first break, we're going to talk to Logan Schuhart, the Jackson National Let's Champion. Do it. Pretty good combination of guys, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You know, HRP knows sprint car racing. Therefore, they know what works best for your team. No other accessory can match the quality, performance, and design of their trailer and shop accessories. Easy for me to say, top trailer builders use HRP trailer accessories to outfit their stock and custom-built units. And they're always adding, like, new cordless tool charging stations, sleek and design, hold two cordless drills, impacts, or flashlights and battery chargers. Keep clutter from your workbench. Roster includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. So don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessories manufacturer. www.hrpracing.com. We talked about the spirited battle for the win, the $50,000 win at the Jackson Nationals, the Agco Jackson Nationals, that is. It was David Gravel with the lead, Logan Schuhart with the challenge, our good friend Austin Lloyd, track announcer at Jackson with the call on Dirt Vision. And now for the driving, death-defying move of the week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Into one and two, they're side-by-side, wheel-to-wheel, wing-to-wing, and they'll race that way down the back straightaway. Gravel strong to the inside of Shuhart. Gravel's going to reclaim the race lead, slides up the racetrack. Shuhart turns it to the left at the line. You've got a new leader. It's Logan Shuhart. That death-defying move was brought to you by Drydean Diesel All Death, the official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, CircleBDiecast.com. For decades, Dryden Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydeen offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Drydeen.com. Drydeen, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. It was the Agco Jackson Nationals, uh, one of the big ones. $50,000 on the line when the big money's on the line. 
Logan Schuhart seems to step up to the plate on a regular basis. Let's go to the Drydeen hotline. Driver of that Drydeen car, Logan Schuhart, joins us. Hello, Logan. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. Man, it is great to catch up with you. Congratulations. Um, tell us about that big win on, on Sunday night that was up at Jackson. Yeah, thank you. No, talking to you guys probably means something good happened. So happy to be on here. Uh, yeah, it's that. You know, after our success at Jackson last year, really looking forward to coming back. And we, uh, we started out the weekend good. We had a third and a second, and uh, I was a little bummed after the Thursday night show. I was hoping to, uh, you know, get a win there, and uh, Kerry stole one from me there pretty late. So that one stung a little bit, but I knew that, you know, the big show was still on Saturday, and I wanted to have a good run on Friday to, to put ourselves in a good spot. So we're able to get it done and kind of, you know, just pull away with with it on Saturday, so can't say enough about my guys. They've you know worked their butts off for how many nights in a row, and uh, but everybody's pretty excited, and it's uh, pretty awesome to get a big win like that. Logan, you talked about um, Thursday night where Kerry kind of pulled that uh, move on you towards the end of the race and stole it from you. Were there things that you learned, or was it was it the track that was just a little bit more to your liking on Sunday? What was the difference Sunday night that got you that fifty thousand? Uh, I do believe the you know the best racetrack we had was on that Sunday show, which um, kind of surprising being a you know sort of a day show, but uh, you know track crew did an awesome job with you know with that. I don't know much about it or how to do it, but uh, you know drivers always seem to have their opinions on it. But I felt like they did a great job, and it was you know you could race all around the track, you could run the bottom, middle, top, wherever you kind of needed to go if your car was good, and uh, we just had this driving one S. Great. You know, I could run it wherever I needed to on the racetrack and pass lap cars and not let them really slow me down. So uh, Thursday night, I just felt like the track widened out and it, you know, everybody was kind of running the top side of the racetrack. And uh, the, it didn't really rubber up, but it started to clean off pretty good. And I just didn't want to get out of the, the, the fast lane of the racetrack being up top. So kind of followed Kerry for a little or followed some lap cars for a little while and it let Kerry kind of make a move. So I, I kind of also. You know, in a way, felt you know, that's kind of what happened with me on on Sunday. And you know, I didn't, I wasn't very disappointed that David got by me for a little bit in the beginning of the race. Um, you know, I feel like maybe when my career first started, or I maybe would have panicked a little bit. You know, you want to be in control of the race and, and set the pace. But I was able to kind of watch his car and see what he was doing, and 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 you know, for myself, move around the racetrack a little bit and see you know, the differences in, in what I felt and, and how, how good I felt. So uh, we were able to just get another restart there earlier in the race, and, and I was able to get, get by him and kind of set my own pace through lap traffic. So uh, it just it, it, it panned out great. The results were the same with a pair of wins up at Jackson from last year to this year. Was it similar as far as track goes to last year, or did you have something uniquely different this past weekend? Yeah, honestly, it was completely different from last year last year it was uh you know more like thursday's track it was all around the top in 2020 and uh towards the end of the race you know there's some you know rubber came into play and uh you know the nice thing about you know nobody ever wants to see rubber racing but the the good thing about it it seems like a jackson if it does come into play it kind of comes in in patches so it's not you know you just get in line and you know everybody knows where to go you kind of still have to pick your marks and it, it makes it tough. So that's, that's what made 2020's race, you know, what it was and exciting. I felt like Sheldon, Brad, and I had 
had a really good race driving back and forth, and you know, I actually kind of forgot how good of a race it was until I rewatched it last week. So, uh, but this year on Sunday, like I said, the track was really good, and you could really move all around the racetrack, and uh, I felt like you could make passes when you needed to, and if you didn't feel good in one spot, you know, it's just the, the biggest thing about Jackson is it, it races like a circle, and uh, it makes it makes it so tough to get the car off the right side and uh, just to keep the car loose enough. So I feel like, you know, lots of cars, if they're struggling a little bit, which uh, I felt like we kept our car loose enough that I was able to roll the racetrack nice. But uh, it's, it's very easy to get the car tight and, and kind of get rolled up on the right rear. I did see where I think it was Brad Sweet or someone else expected the track to get a little wider and dry out and said that it was just stayed too tight. Logan, what does it mean to your team to win a race like this? Obviously, it's, a, it's huge to have your name in the, in the history books, but $50,000 is a huge sprint car win. How, that must go so far for a team like yours. It does. You know, we have a lot of people that help out the track race and a lot of people that are a part of it. But uh, it's still, you know, racing tough, especially this year. You know, we've, you know, we've had some part failures and, and things break and kind of put ourselves in a bad spot. And, especially when we felt like we were going to come out and have a really good year this year. So it's been up and down. Especially when you're a big part of the summer where there's a lot of money on the line, a lot of big races, and uh, just, you know, help get uh, get things back in order where, uh, you know, we might be hurting a little bit from some of those mechanical failures. So hopefully we get things back in line and uh, just feeling good and feeling, you know, good as a team and, and working really well together as we come into this, uh, you know, summer of money early. Logan, one of the themes that I talked to a number of people about at uh, Husets off the racetrack, at the hotel and the parking lots and everything, are parts and parts shortages, supplies, tires, everything else. That How are you guys navigating this, maybe not having the depth that you, you, you'd like to have rolling around the tour this year? Uh, I do think that we run, you know, parts and, you know, sometimes I think we, you know, we run used tires and, you know, we still do that. We've always, you know, we've always bought you know, tires off of other teams, and uh, they're not really giving them to us anymore. So we still we, still, we run our own used tires. But um, and, and as far as parts, you know, we I feel like we run our cars a long time. Triple X builds the great race cars, and uh, you know, we run them for a long time. Like Ronald Helmick, my car chief, he put on Twitter yesterday about uh, a car that won that race on Sunday. That uh, he he he's a numbers guy, but I think he's he put on there fifth win, 33rd uh, podium, and uh, 50th top 10 or something like that. So he knows all the numbers in the in the 57 races that was ran. So we just keep running stuff as you know as long as it looks good and uh, you know I have confidence in my guys to kind of look over everything and make sure it's it's, it's not breaking. And uh, DMI builds this great stuff. We can run it for a long time, but uh, definitely you know that. The engine parts have, have hurt us a little bit this year. You know, my engine builder, Michael Newman, does a, you know, works day and night on these things to make sure that we have what we need and, uh, you know, really put out the best power that, you know, that, that we can put out. And it, it shows the last how many races, you know, we've stuck quick time, a few of them. But, um, you know, some of the engines have needed you know, rebuild at times and nothing that was his fault and uh, just not able to get parts. So we're running stuff longer than what it should be. And, and that was some of the failures that we had. So. He said nothing, nothing in his doing. He works his butt off for us. But that's just, you know, some of the things that are happening this year. And I think a lot of teams are, are, are having those issues.
Yeah, I heard your grandfather say in Victory Lane or in his interview that you guys were taking that one right out and saving it for, I think, the King's Royal he mentioned. But how cool is it to, to be in Victory Lane? I know we always ask you this after your wins, but to share that with your grandfather, Bobby Allen, and, and to also have Jacob there with you as well. Yeah, I was happy for Jake to have a good run and, and just, you know, all the shark racing here. Guys on his car, Tyler Garber, Brendan Collin, they work really hard. And, um, you know, I was telling him, you know, of course, they'd come out and, take place victory lane when when we win it's just we feel like our team's just you know one big team and you know we don't really think you know obviously we're competing against each other but we just think as think of it as one big team and uh but great for my grandpa i could tell you know after the races that he was you know he said his, his blood pressure was low he felt stress-free so that's that that's that makes Jake and I pretty happy. You know, at his age, we don't want him stressed out at all. And he's just he's just happy and kind of enjoying it and, uh, you know, the success of the day and, and, and seeing his boys run well. So that, that makes us feel really well and, and just see the team kind of enjoy uh, some good runs and a big win. For sure, for sure. You guys have come off. This race on Sunday night was the end of a big stretch of, of races. Back the previous weekend, uh, Monday and Tuesday at Houston's Thursday, Friday, Jackson. Um, what's what what's what's the day after, especially getting a win, but just the release, the release factor after having such a long stretch of races, knowing that you got three or four days before you got to tee it up again. Uh, this, you know, the guys got right back to it. Or, you know, I'm on my way to Hudson, Wisconsin. We're getting ready for Cedar Lake this this weekend. But I didn't do much of anything yesterday. It was a, that was a recovery day. But it's uh, those guys are always working hard. They always want to get back to it and, and get back to, you know, hopefully getting back in victory lane. Like I said, it, it felt like it was. You know, I expected big things this year. I think our team expected big things. So. Uh, we felt like we were in a little bit of a slump, but we were able to turn around on Saturday. So hopefully I get everybody's confidence back up and uh, we can continue uh, to run well. Well, the time of year where it's got to be confident high, that's for sure. Lots and lots on the line. Logan, I'm telling you, it's always fun to catch up with you. We appreciate the time joining us here. And uh, congratulations on that win and continued success. We'll see you down the road. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. There we go. Logan Schuhart, driver of that Drydeen car, joining us here on the program. Yeah, it was cool Sunday afternoon. We got done at Pocono, and I was getting on the plane, and Sten- we fly on the same plane with Stenhouse. And Stenhouse has got his dirt vision up. He said, better get logged on. They're running. And I picked it up, like, with uh, probably uh, eight or ten laps in and got to see the end of the race on uh, on dirt vision. So really neat. Neat yeah, stuff, that's for was. sure. Yeah. Um, and, and it's always special to see Bobby Allen in Victor Lane. It is. We got to spend some time with him at Agco on, on Saturday morning, afternoon, whenever it, it was. Yeah. And, uh, he's just always such a character and it was really neat. I wanted to give a shout out to Logan and Bill Klingbill. They made this really nice, um, poster signed for Agco, just thanking them for their involvement in, in the Jackson Nationals. Wow. Um, so now I'm, I'm guessing they got to make a new one. Yeah, absolutely. But it was yeah. really, really thoughtful, and it was neat to see them present and appreciate a sponsor like that. That really is. Uh, that that event, the Agco, uh, Agco um, those of you that are up in the area or in the farming business, you know what it is. But Agco is a huge worldwide tractor producer, Massey Ferguson and, and two or three other brands. Yeah. Okay. And their headquarters is right across the street from yeah. Jackson Motorplex. I mean, just kitty corner across the street. And so the Agco Jackson Nationals goes hands in hand, and it's really neat. It's a great community yep. event. I'm telling you, I was downtown on Wednesday night for that hauler parade, and 
the, it, it is small town USA. Yeah. We're not we're not talking Macy's here, okay? Labor or Macy's <laughs> Thanksgiving Day Parade. We're talking a small town pra- a parade with people. But Agco Jackson and that community are also intertwined. Yep. It's really, really neat to see. And I talked to a couple of the small business owners down there, and they're like, this parade means so much mm-hmm. to us that the racetrack and Agco are coming down into the downtown area. Restaurants were all full. Mm-hmm. Convenience stores were all busy. It was really neat. So it's a fun, fun week, that's for sure. And then Bobby Allen and Victor Lane doesn't get any better <laughs> than that, does it? Scruffy. Scruffy. Scruffy gets the win. Well, Logan Schuhart got the win on Sunday night. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Over 200 events from coast to coast, and they're celebrating 30 years of scattering soil. The American Sprint Car Series, the world's largest sprint car sanctioning body of bringing more thrills with wing and even more non-wing action in 2021. 11 regional tours, the national tour. No matter where you are, we're coming to a track near you. Can be there, get double streaming fun with Racing Boys and FullRacing.com, bringing all the adrenaline to your favorite streaming device. See the full lineup of this now at ASDSRacing.com. Get back into NASCAR's roots by driving headfirst into the new home of grassroots racing. Flow Racing keeps the original NASCAR tradition of dirt track racing roaring with more than 1,300 live and on-demand oval races from across the United States. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. Learn how the next generation of NASCAR drivers is prospected in sprint car racing or watch the thrill of last lap slide jobs. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash go MRN. Wing Nation continues on the Dry Dean Hotline is where we are going to. Um, I, I'm, I'm so confused. I was so <laughs> confused Saturday night. Aaron was confused on Saturday night because all-star official Dave Blaney or Dale Blaney, all-star official Dale Blaney, was in victory lane with a fire suit on. He joins us now on the, Herc- uh, the Dry Dean Hotline. Hello, Dale. Welcome back. What's up, guys? How's everything? Well, I think everything's good for us. You got some explaining to do. How'd you, how'd you put this deal together, Dale? Actually, you can thank Danny Dietrich for that one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. The guy that, you, the guy that was wearing you out on Twitter a couple weeks ago? <laughs> That same one. Oh, this is well, the, the, the irony it, of this it, is really going to be sweet. I can tell. Yeah, uh, I don't know, Rich Farmer. You know, I've I've known Rich for a long time, and he actually got a hold of me last winter about you know uh, maybe running his car a little bit, and I don't know. He just you know never came about, but because I'm pretty busy with you know with the All Stars, and but then after after all what happened out there uh, with Twitter, that whole media storm about stuff he uh, actually tweeted he said hey blaine he said why don't you uh come race a little bit and have some fun and uh, so that's just kind of how it worked out and had a couple off weekends here so just planned on racing uh you know this past saturday and it went uh, fairly well <laughs> yeah i'd say well 
Dale, what was it like to to be back in Victory Lane? Um, you know, you, you've been an official now for a little bit, haven't been driving as much. Victory Lane is always sweet, but it's even sweeter when it's been a little while, has, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's this is probably the longest layoff I've ever had. Really didn't race uh, a couple times last year. So it's really been about a year and a half since I really actually, you know, raced some. So, yeah, to jump back in and, you know, do what I did, I mean, it's just a testament to how good, you know, that race car is and how good we got it for the feature. And I've made a lot of laughs with Sharon. So, you know, that made it a little bit more comfortable, but it was what it was. And so, I don't know, I guess it was kind of not really speechless, but I really didn't have any expectations going in. We were just going to go have a little fun and try to do a little racing and see what happened and end up winding being up there uh, on the front straightaway. So it was, it was a really cool night for all Rich's guys and myself and, you know, a bunch of my buddies that came over to watch. It was, it was a pretty cool night. I would think Victory Lane had to be really cool because Leah was there, mm. uh, Hayden was there, and Loudon was there as well. How neat was that? Yeah, yeah that was fun. I mean, uh, that was basically first time watching. Remember it, but you got a couple pictures. Yeah. And that was fun, you know, just for, you know, and Lee and Hayden drove up, you know, wanted to be there for it. And I was like, well, you know, the weather didn't look that great on Thursday. And then the weather kind of changed around. And I actually kind of hee-hawed and said, I don't know really what to expect. Maybe not come. And, but they, they wanted to be there. And I'm awful, awful glad they came up. Dale, how neat is that family-wise, generationally, to have your grandchild there in Victory Lane with you at Sharon, a track that has so much uh, family history with yours? Well, first thing it means is I'm pretty old, so <laughs> that's, that's the downfall about the whole situation. But uh, but it was fun. It was it was pretty neat. And hopefully, you know, you never know. We hopefully could maybe uh, get to do that again a couple times. Well, oh. well, there you go, there you go. Um, I want to ask you. Uh, I have had two or three um, conversations with Rich Farmer back when he was running Fremont and he was doing the Fast Series and everything like that. We always talk about Ohio, and and there's so many key people in the cog of racing in Ohio. And when I look at Rich with his with his past history in the sport, with series, with Fremont, with with his Napa stores and everything, I would team ownership. He's another one of those Ohio-based guys that really, over the course of time, has invested a huge amount into this sport. Yeah, he has. He just he has a huge passion for racing, and always has and just basically wants to see the best uh, happen for racing in Ohio. And in you know, when he had Fremont, he just wanted to see, make it everything as good as what he could make uh, the purses good and the races good and have a lot of races. And yeah, he just got a lot of passion for the sport and uh, you know, racing these guys like him. Yeah, and you mentioned his good equipment. What was it like getting back in after a year and a half? I mean, you know, I know you've raced sprint cars for a long time, but was there was there any rust to knock off? Did it feel any different, or, or was it just like riding a bike? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people said, oh, it's just like riding a bike, Blaney. You'll be all right. Well, my first laps were qualifying because there was no hot laps. Hot laps were basically qualifying. So my first lap in a car in a year and a half, and, in a different car was actually qualifying. So I, I improved my first lap, the second lap by about six tenths. So I knew I, you know, had a little bit left, but anyway, it was, I don't know. It 
it felt the same. It took me, you know, the whole heat race to really feel like, you know, I could make consistent laps and comfortable laps. But then once they, once they threw the green for the A main, it was, it was like everything kind of came back and I got to, and I could run a certain part of the track really well. And it takes a good car to be able to do that. And once I had a good car enough to be able to do it, it, uh, and I quit thinking about racing, it actually got better. <laughs> Dale, I'm just going to, I'm going to be, uh, the la- even, even the latter part of racing, uh, the last few years, you talk about the year and a half off, but even prior to that, it had been a little bit of a lean time for you. Um, it's got to be validating. It's got to be just validating for you as a race car driver to get back to victory lane after a lean time and then a layoff as well. Yeah, it does. I mean, but I'm also, you know, realist uh, about everything. And, yeah, could I go and race an all-star race or an outlaw race right now and be competitive? Well, hell no. I can't do that just because I don't have, you know, the comfort level that those guys have that have raced a long time. But now could I get that in in a month or so? Oh, I'm sure I probably could, but. Am I going to be as good night in and night out as what I was at, you know, 45 or 50? Probably not. But there's going to be nights where I'm still going to be really good. And I know I can still drive a race car. And it's just a matter of, hey, if I want to pursue this again, uh, I'm going to have to get after it all the way or just not do it at all. So there's a little bit of thoughts about doing it. But it's easy to think that when you win a race. But then when you run uh, 15th about five nights in a row, you'll be like, yeah, I need to just do something else. <laughs> so it's it's easy to think that way when you go win a race. Absolutely. Along those same lines, is it nice to go to the track without any pressure for all those years running for points and then to just go like this weekend and just go and see what happens? How nice is that? Uh, there's always pressure. There's, if I went there and ran 15th, <laughs> or ran 12, they'd have been like, Blaine, you stink. You're washed up. So you don't think there was pressure of me going and actually doing fairly well to make my mind feel that, yeah, I can still do it. But but no, I know what you're getting at. It's just, yeah, it it was fun just to go. And because really, truthfully, everybody that we were there with, you know, Rich and myself, we didn't have any expectations. We just went and, and ran. But I also, in the back of my mind, it was a fairly good test for me to see exactly what I had. So you have hinted, he hawed around, teased, and you probably don't know the answer to this. Uh, do you have anything concrete that you do know you're going to do again, or is it all still up in the air? Or is there is there something you're gonna you're you're gonna do here in the next couple of weeks that you're aware of that you know you're doing? Well, the only thing, concrete thing I have is I got to be at state line on the 9th of July working for the All-Stars. So <laughs> that's the only concrete thing. But I did tell all the All-Star officials, Eric and all those guys, and I told them that I was going to be racing. And I said, listen, if I win that race, almost like a running joke that, hey, listen, if I win this race, I want to run the Lou Blaney on the 10th. And they were all like, yeah, yeah, heck yeah, that's oh, good. And uh they thought it was cool, and I'm not sure if any of them thought actually that I could just go win that race. But uh, anyway, so that was 
the deal that we had made. So is that going to happen? I really don't know. <laughs> but uh, it would be fun to do, but it would also maybe be a little bit of conflict of interest if I did it. So yeah. if I do it, great. If I don't, you know, that's fine, too. It's fair consideration. There's yeah. a guy named Dave Blaney that took one off the outlaws up there, so you're, you'd have to race, wrestle with him on the racetrack, too, that night. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, his car is really good, and uh, when his car is really good, he is Ugh. really good. And uh, I'm going to go out and help him at the Kings Royal that whole weekend and uh, go out there and have a little fun. And uh, he's got a – if the track gets a certain way out there, he could be a definite player if it gets uh, half throttle through the middle like it does sometimes for that race. And we'll see. Well, I'll go out there and help him. And uh, But that is – one of the other concrete things I have on my schedule is going to help him for that weekend. So I don't have many, but uh, I got a few. Yeah, you got a few, and they're all pretty stinking good. When you talk about the, the track <laughs> moving in the middle with, with, with Dave out there at the Kings Royal, I got a little goosebumps there. I'm thinking, yeah, because yeah, that track does that occasionally, <laughs> uh-huh. too. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, I don't even know what would happen in the world if that were to, if that were to go well. Oh, boy. Dale, uh, in all seriousness, um, I, I it made my day mm-hmm. to see you in victory lane and then – I saw a picture of you there alone or you and the guys. And then when I saw the family there, I thought, oh, my gosh, that had to be really cool. Really happy for you. Whatever the road leads you, wherever it goes, we wish you the best. We appreciate the time here today. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. There we go. Dale Blaney. Wow, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on over there. He left a lot of cliffhangers there. He left a lot of cliffhangers there. Yeah. Um, And the funny thing of it is, is that he had that kerfuffle before – um, Port Royal with Danny Dietrich Perfect. on the call. On yeah. the call, because because yeah. when Danny called out, it was a jump start call. Dale is the guy in turn four that calls him. Yep. And so Dietrich takes on All Star officials, and Dale just jumps right into Twitter and said, "That was me. I made the call, and I'd make it. You know, I mean, yeah. I made the yeah. call." And it was like, "Whoa, we got a little, we got a little back and forth going on here. Pretty cool." The irony of it is, is Rich Farmer sees all of this and says, "Hey, why don't we go have some fun?" Pretty cool. Yeah. So Danny Dietrich puts Dale Blaney back behind the wheel of the car. <laughs> and now he's thinking he wants to be back behind back, the wheel. Yeah, now it's like, yeah. yeah, now it's like back, back, not back, but back, back. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Y'all know what we mean. You heard the interview with him. Stay tuned. We'll see what happens. More with Dale, more with Dale Blaney this year. That sounds exciting just yeah. to say that. And it could be a lot more. You think about him. You, you're right. Or he's right with Dave. At Eldora, oh, that's so neat. If that track gets into a certain condition, mm-hmm. $175,000, they might be racing for second. You get the Buckeye Bullet rolling mm-hmm. around that place. With Dale Wrenching on it. Dale Wrenching on it. Oh, my gosh. Sprint car, I don't know. We are, we are a blessed, blessed sport right now with all the good stuff happening in the sprint car world. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington Tree Fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking, and they're a longtime supporter of Sprint Cars, Sprint Car Racing, and Wing Nation. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose-builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. 
hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at aggressivehydraulics.com. Sunoco is a proud partner of Wing Nation. Not all fuels are created equal, so fill up with Sunoco Ultratech. Sunoco Ultratech is a top-tier detergent gasoline that is proven to make your engine run cleaner, longer, and more efficiently. Using the same detergent package as what is blended into some of Sunoco's high-performance race fuels, you can trust Ultratech for your everyday race. Whether you're headed to the track or just hitting the road, fill up with Sunoco Ultratech and fuel your best. Last week... You were in Knoxville, Iowa. How are things out there? They're great. They are great. They're getting us ready. I know. I'm going uh, next week for the NASCAR trucks and then USAC Corn Belt race, the USAC, and then the 410s. It was just great to be back there. Yeah. Having missed a year there. And then it doesn't matter what cars are on the track. Yeah, we got to see the 410s run, so it was great. And it was actually double feature. They had a makeup. Yeah, how about so that? So on top of the SRX experience, it was um, it was just great. Honestly, we spent some time at the Hall of Fame. And I, I was able to take Paul Tracy through the Hall of Fame. Uh, who else did I walk through? A bunch of the drivers that wanted to go see. So it was neat to expose some of those drivers to our history. Yeah. And, and you know, and then obviously for, for some sprint car fans to see drivers like Ilio and Paul Tracy and all these, you know, IndyCar guys. It, what's going on in Knoxville is just phenomenal. Yeah. It really is. Between the great sprint car racing yep. that we've all grown accustomed to when they brought USAC in, they've got the late models in, SRX, yeah. trucks now coming in, um, and it means more trips for us there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So selfishly, Other we than love the it. tornado warning I well, got when I, I was out there. I heard about that. Yeah, little <laughs> sirens are going off for a tornado <laughs> warning. Tornado, yeah. yeah. Uh, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar. Um, later this week, Bobby Ward, uh, George Bentle. George Nibel or Glenn Nibel, Johnny Parsons Sr., and today would have been the birthday of 1996 inductee into the Sprint Car Hall of Fame, Roy Richwine. Roy was born in 1888. In 1928, there was an amusement park near Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania called Granger's Picnic Fairground, and he bought that. In 1937, car racing was starting to take hold. On fairground tracks, mm-hmm. horse racing tracks. He built Williams Grove Speedway, at the time, one of the rare tracks yeah. built for car racing. Most of these places mm-hmm. were, were converted yep. horse tracks. Yep. So he built that in 1937-38. May 14, 1939, the track opened, the AAA, the Auto Club of America, um, big cars, 55-cent admission, $400 to win. Tommy, uh, Tommy Hinnerschitz picked up the win. 40-lap race. 1947, he thought this thing might be something. He installed lights around Williams Grove. 1960, he died. His son took over the track through the 60s, and then we got into the Jack Gunn era and era after yep. era. But, man, thank God, in 1928, Roy Richwine purchased the Granger Picnic Groves near um, a fairgrounds near yeah. Mechanicsburg. And thank God in 1937, he carved out that racetrack. I don't know what those people would do on Friday night standing on that side hill if they wouldn't have built that <laughs> racetrack in there. Wouldn't have known. Um, he is 1996 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. That is the beauty of the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and Museum is that we talk about all the great drivers, but it's the great people like this that carved out in dirt a racetrack that is iconic. 
Yes. Yes, it is. And to have that much history, and like you said, not be an original horse track. I know. I never yeah. really thought about that, but it makes sense. The horses would have been struggling on those tight turns. Well, those tight turns, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the high because we the learned turns. earlier in the show that those horses shut down on tight turns, just like uh, yeah, Red Dragons, Red Dragon just did. like Red uh-huh. Dragons do. Did what yes, happened? Exactly. Sprint Car Hall of Fame. You can become a supporting member of the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Aaron, it's only $25. It is. And you get free admission to the museum and 10% discount on the museum store, which I, man, I should have used my 10%. I bought Kate like half the store when we were out. Did you really? (laughs) So they have this really neat book, and it's a kid's book, but Bob has it out on the desk, and there's these two wind-up cars, and there's on different pages, different tracks, and they race each other. Well, I caught myself playing with it for three days, and finally I was like, Kate needs this. It, it, Kate it, needs it, this. It's, it's educational. Yes, it is. Yes, so it we is. bought that, and we bought some die casts. We bought a Steve Kinzer car. She might have gotten a shirt from Bob. Paul Tracy's fiance bought or something. We, we literally bought half the store. Nice. I, that place uh, is dangerous. I mean, I have a shopping place. problem in general, but when yeah, it comes you're, to- Yeah, you have, if, <laughs> if they had a shoe department, you'd have a major problem. Oh, my gosh. It would get real big. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really bad. So, um, neat stuff, that's for sure. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, SprintCarHOF.com. That's SprintCarHOF.com. Aaron, um, we generally reserve previewing things to our Thursday podcast, but by Thursday podcast, some of these things will be over with. Yes. We've got a huge race weekend. Um, Grandview tonight, Pennsylvania Speed Week continues on flow racing. Tomorrow night, Port Royal and the Empire Super Sprints, gang you're familiar yep. with. Central New York Speed Week starts tomorrow night at Can-Am. Yeah, so they, they were be... traditionally at Can-Am, 4th of July weekend for years. Years, yep. I know, really neat. They've got a big weekend up there, five straight nights mm-hmm. of racing. Last year, with the NASCAR schedule, last year we ran the 4th of July at Indy. Yeah. And that's a that's an international, our Indianapolis Motor Speedway has their own radio network. MRN doesn't yeah. do it. We've been in Daytona forever. Yeah. Okay. So last year was going to be the year that I could do part of Central New York Speedway. Because I wanted to get back to these old tracks. These are tracks when I covered the dirt modifiers yeah. that were such a big part of my life. I wanted to get back to them. Then the COVID hit. Okay. And now I'm not complaining because we're going to Road America, which is a track I've always wanted NASCAR to yeah. go to. And we're going on the 4th of July, and they're going to have 850,000 to a million people there. Not quite, but not that far off. And we'll go there for 4th of July for the rest of our lives because this is going to be a rousing success. Yes. I mean, just is. Um, so uh, I might have to just plan another weekend to go up and see all those old tracks sometime. But uh, excited about that for the Empire Super Sprints. Me too. Really neat stuff. Fun stuff, for sure. Hey, Wing Nation gear and apparel is available on wingnation.com. Wingnation.com, or you can go to the All-Star Circuit of Champions trailer when it comes to a track near you. You can follow us on social media all week long, all the everyday Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube page. Coming up on Thursday on our podcast, we're going to delve into the life of the madman a little bit. One of the rising young stars of sprint car <laughs> racing, a 50-year-old who has found a wellspring of life mm-hmm. running Tony Stewart's car. And then this weekend, well, this, this one is a young one, just turned 21. Cole Macedo joins us on Wing Nation on the television program presented by Sage Fruit. You can catch that Wednesday night on Rev TV in Canada, Saturday morning on Mav TV here stateside. So great catching up with uh, Logan Schuhart and Dale Blaney. But more important than all of that, thank you for checking us out here on Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength.
NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.